Welcome back to the Lock Island Adventures. These are bonus episodes that will tell the tale of how the Rowdy Boys destroy the blight on the Lock Islands, along with Pirate Queen Henry Locke. We are venturing right back into the middle of Finders Weepers, our adventure that we played with Cass from the Lovely Craftians. If you want to find out more about them, lovelycraftians.com is the place to go. Get connected with their social media and everything like that. Please give them a listen. They are amazing. Uh, this is the part two. If you haven't heard part one yet, go ahead and go out and listen to last week's episode. If you want to find out more about us, go to chasmquest.com for maps, wiki, social media links. We are at ChasmQuest, both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Join us on Discord, please. Become our friends uh, and become a patron too. So go to patreon.com slash ChasmQuest and unlock a ton of bonus material, both written and audio and otherwise. And right now we're running a contest. We want you to write a pitch for one of the Lock Island adventures that we will potentially record. We will choose the best one, and not only will you win a pair of dice, but we'll take your pitch idea, and we will turn it into a full-fledged one-shot adventure to be released on Patreon for other listeners. That's amazing. You get to write an adventure that the Rowdy Boys get to play in. So join us on Patreon for tons of fun. Also be following us on social media. We're going to be running some giveaways, some dice giveaways coming up here in the near future. So make sure you hit follow. Make sure you start supporting us on Patreon to keep up to date with everything that we do on there. And just come have fun with us. We want you to sit at the table with us and have some fun. All right. um, Enjoy the episode. Finders Weepers Part 2. Captain gives out a cry and says, We now will head into dangerous, treacherous lands. The river is not deep enough to support our ship, but a small crew here, the Rowdy Boys, and our new friend, Celesi, will go. And so Asher gives the orders. The crew starts releasing the ropes to go down, and the longboat hits the water, and you guys start navigating upstream into the dark canopy of the blighted jungles. Rowing is going to be more difficult because you're actually rowing upstream of a river, so um, who's going to be taking that load? I'll row this time. Considering I only have one hand, <laughs> and I left my rowing attachment on the, the, on the <laughs> island, 
I got it. Riggs, I can row. Riggs, I'll row. Riggs is like, no, I brought your attachment right here. I always, I always no, pack no, a second. <laughs> just in case. I'll row. I, I, I'm good at I'm good at rowing. Yeah, count me in too. Well, it only it only takes one, so Rory gets to it first, and you guys kind of wrestle over it, but Rory ends up uh, taking the rowing. Oh. And so we're going to have you, Rory, make a strength check. Wait, is he rowing all of us? <laughs> okay. I guess it's like a, a two-panel. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's got uh, oh, okay. <laughs> a paddle on the left and the right, and it just requires, requires one person to row the longboat. I slap Rory in the face in order to help him get into a rage. <laughs> and it makes him very happy. <laughs> This this shit turns into a speedboat. <laughs> so that's gonna be twenty four. Yeah, damn. Yeah, you guys are going at a very good pace. Um, so as you guys enter into the jungles, you're a little bit on alert. Riggs, you can see, is getting a little bit nervous as you guys go in, and it's not the darkness of the jungle canopy that is uh, unsettling alone uh you've all ventured through these islands before what is most frightening is that eerie silence that is laid over the land uh the insects are no longer chirping and the birds are not squawking back and forth there are very few fish you see in the river below you but they are quick to scurry away as your boat is rowed westward toward the old fort compound you're making good time, but the trip is still going to take a couple of days based on the um, latitude or longitude. Based on the, the distance that you can surmise from the map. Latitude was uh, right. Uh, nice. Uh, based on the latitude and the measurements that you're making, it's going to take a couple of days. So you guys kind of settle in uh, for a long journey. Anything you guys are doing during this uh, upstream trek? Uh, I want to imbue some of the bullets that, uh, in fact, all five of those bullets that uh, Rory has, I want to imbue them with first level spells. Nice. Uh, can do, Have you decided which spells specifically, or you'll let me know uh, in just a little bit? Mending. Uh, it's probably just going to be magic missile, oh. just to ensure that he gets extra damage. Sweet. And yeah, so actually, I'm going to have you um, roll Telnius, like a crafting, so an intelligence check. And I'm going to have you take it at advantage because Riggs is there to help with some of his crafting tools, his artificer tools. All right. And Riggs probably has some extra bullets he can give me, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got extra bullets, but he likes to hang on to them. <laughs> okay. So and you said it, it's a uh, – this is – I'm proficient in this, so um, I guess should be able to use that. So that would be uh, – a 12. Okay, a 12. You're able to imbue um, all five of them. Uh, the last two, though, you had like an uncertain feeling. Like you were kind of running out of, of creative uh, juice and, and maybe the fear of, of the jungle as you were going deeper. I tell, I tell Rory, um, all right, here you go. Here are your five bullets. These three are perfect and these two are my special bullets. I say thanks and I put them all in my pocket and they all jumble together <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> damn there's not a d5 okay well anyway so <laughs> so you guys continue forward it's gonna take two days like I said so that's what Telnius is doing uh, Rory you're rowing so we'll keep you on that for um, as long and we'll get back to you rowing. But any any other activities while you guys are on the on the long boat? Yeah, uh, I'm sitting like side 
sideways across the boat facing the banks and I'm just cross-legged and I'm, I've got my blade out over the water and I'm concentrating the flames and I'm just practicing that over and over again. Nice. Um, just to check all the bases, I did load one of those bullets into the gun. So it is loaded currently. Gotcha. And I'm going to have you roll a D10. Because you immediately fire it. (laughs) Nine. Ooh, that's pretty good. All right. Yep. Uh, So you don't know which ones, but one of the bullets uh, that Telnius crafted is in the gun currently. Nice. Uh, Kowloon, you said you're playing some music. Any other activities? Uh, I mean, (laughs) I feel like that's contribution enough. Oh, no. Do you know any boat Uh, rowing songs? Yeah, uh, I do, actually, and performance check is 18, so I know a really good (laughs) boat rowing song. (laughs) Row, row, row your boat. That's that's the one. Well, but on bagpipes, it sounds more like... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but just, like, even more obnoxious. But good. Mm-hmm. But good. Riggs, Riggs is taking out his traveler's pipe and, like, overly packing it and just trying to, like, burn through it as quickly as possible. I take two more bullets song. and I put them in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Casting magic missile in my brain. <laughs> You're like, this is still better than the song. <laughs> um, Cassie, anything uh, Celestia is doing? Uh, she's plugging her ears, but she's still listening and kind of bobbing along with Colleen's song. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, nice. it's intentionally annoying, but also 18 performance check. You guys don't you, want to admit it, but you like this song. That's a good she point. She also yeah, hasn't heard music in weeks. Mm, that's true. We start singing it together, like, in the round. Nice. <laughs> so we're each starting at different point points, and then we keep singing it like that. It's like <laughs> it's like a musical number. Everything pauses, and, like, this, the camera's zooming in on one face, and then yeah. you guys are like, row, row, row your bow <laughs> gently. And then it's going down to the next person. Everyone's at first, like, really? we're really annoyed, and then we all just start, like, one of us starts humming along, and then the next one does, and eventually we're doing, yeah, the... Snaps. Yeah, snaps, and it <laughs> zooms in on someone's toe, tap into the beat. <laughs> Kowloon begins to regret his choice of song even more than everyone else does. And then the camera pans to the shore, and there's velociraptors, like, tapping along, <laughs> bobbing back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> Chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> this is the best anime we've ever written. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm just going to make sure this is all still recording. Thank you. <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> when you're here. That's the best imagery uh, I've gotten so far from all of this. So thank If you. somebody could uh, animate that scene, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so it actually takes, uh, uh, so far, what you can tell, two, two nights go by. And the trouble with this is that it's a very small longship. Fits six of you in supplies comfortably to sit and row but in terms of sleeping uh you definitely have to take shifts so everyone roll me perception checks for those uh overnights uh and who's <laughs> staying awake <laughs> micah rolled in that one <laughs> i fell asleep on my shift. nice uh i guess i did too with a four 18 nice i got i also got an 18 17 Who's going to yeah, take over uh, rowing for me when it's my turn to snooze? I'll do it. Okay. Cool. So you guys... Oh, I... 
I got a technically I got a five because my perception is plus nice. four, so I did better than Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Riggs got a twelve in that first group, which is Colleen, Rory, and Telnius. I believe that. Um, oh, were you taking advantage, Rory? I wasn't. Okay, good. Yeah, no. Um, so you guys don't see anything on the um, on the first three hours of your shift. In that fourth hour, though, you begin to hear, because maybe um, Kowloon is still playing as bagpipes, maybe not as enthusiastically as during the daytime, but as it becomes night, uh, he's still kind of playing a tune to guy- get you guys through this rowing. It's still and- row, row, row your boat. <laughs> Yeah, it's but it's just much softer because you know everyone has to, the other three have to sleep or at least try to sleep, get some rest. Yeah, so I'll, I'll and, switch to uh, the xylophone then and row, row, row your boat on a xylophone. <laughs> at this, you guys kind of see like three of those undead velociraptors. You kind of see tails waving in the brush, waiting for you to row up to them, and then you can see them kind of jogging uh, while still in the brush following your guys' bow as you continue on in that last hour. Mm. That's menacing. How many tails? <laughs> uh, there was three that you guys saw. And it would have been actually uh, Telnius who saw them. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> With a five? Yeah. Yep. There's more. <laughs> so yeah, you're able to see three of them, Telnius. Okay, I, I tell Kowloon uh, and, or I point them out to Kowloon and Rory. Well, thankfully we're not docking yet. Right, and hopefully they'll lose interest by the time we get where we're going. Maybe I should try and row more stealthily. I, yeah, um, that's a real positive attitude. I like that. I, I think, yeah, let's just bank on that. They're just going to be gone by the time we <laughs> get where we're going. <laughs> and I like that Rory's like, I will row more quietly and... Kowloon is still playing xylophone. <laughs> I, I row with an 18 stealth. Yeah, I'll, I'll, stop, I'll stop playing if he's, if he's okay. stealth. Okay, so you stop playing music, but it's time to switch out because it's like you guys have been up for now uh, almost 20 hours at this point. So you guys are getting real sleepy. And actually, before you go to bed, I'm going to have Rory make a constitution save at disadvantage, and I'm going to make Kowloon and Telnius give me a constitution save. 15. 18. I'm sorry, uh, that is that is actually going to be 19. I looked at the wrong stat. Okay, I see you waited until after uh, I said 18. Th- <laughs> sorry, no, 18. 18 is my final, my final answer for what it actually is, 18. Okay, wow, you guys are very, very tired, but you do not feel exhaustion. You feel like as long as I can lay down for four hours. So you guys are taking short rests at the moment, so any spells that are used... You know, those aren't going to come back um, all automatically. You know, you won't get all hit points back. Obviously, you haven't been in battle yet, but you're really only able to take short rests on the boat because you have to take shifts uh, in in who can actually lay down and sleep. So Riggs, uh, Celesi, and Ayas are next up. And Ayas, give me a strength check on the oars. Hell yeah. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll get back up. <laughs> a much slower, sleepier pace, but Rory, you're already out. Uh, Telnius, do you kind of convey the, the 
the three raptors you saw, they're now no longer in sight. Yeah, I, I tell um, Ayas that. But, uh, I mean, Colin, Colun and, and Rory and I all feel pretty confident they're going to lose interest in us by the time <laughs> oh, we get there. Sounds so. good. I'm, to be honest, I'm not even sure why I'm telling you this. We probably don't even need nah, to talk well, about it. I appreciate <laughs> you know. keeping me in the loop. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I hug him. Night. Good night, buddy. And I, I am, I am I awkwardly lean over and try to become a part of that. And, <laughs> and I love how we can all imagine a world in which there's no social distancing. <laughs> yeah, you guys are very enclosed on this long boat. If I can't hug people right now, I'm definitely doing it digitally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Virtual hugs all around. Uh, so you three fall asleep, and uh, hugging still, still hugging. You yeah. fall asleep hugging. Yes, of course. It lasts a long time, but yeah. then I gotta keep rowing. So I'm like, okay, go to go to bed. Oh yeah, that's right. the cutest bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> that um, hug quickly turned into a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> you guys see as not only three, but now it looks like uh, ten of these tails are kind of trailing and they're on the northern shore to your guys's right as you're heading westward and they're kind of like going closer to the riverbank and then going further away and so they're kind of like it's almost as if they're keeping track of you but then going out of sight and then coming back in sight and keeping a good 20 yards um, behind the um, ship well that's pretty foreboding Celacy, I imagine you can cast some pretty serious spells. Uh, serious enough to take out ten of these things, if not more? I'm having or... my fingers crossed here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a little rusty, but we could give it a shot. Well, I think we can handle it. Is there anything going on on the southern bank? Uh, not that you can see. Uh, it seems silent still on that side, and mainly what you're seeing on the northern bank are the tails popping out and, and the noise of them. But, you know, 10 is like a rough estimate of what you can gather. Also, real quick, is Riggs still, is is he on their watch? Yeah, he, he did not roll high enough, okay. so he's still smoking on his uh, traveler's pipe. He's kind of tapping his toe, and he's like, wow, wow. Well, you're about <laughs> to me down this way. way to go, Riggs. <laughs> Keep it up. Keeping it going. And he pounds uh, Kowloon's sleeping yeah. fist. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, do you attempt anything while you're keeping guard, or are you just keeping your eyes on, on them? I got my hands full, so I'm just kind of rowing. I'm keeping my eyes out, and uh, I don't know, just keeping all my senses open. And so finally dawn comes, another four hours go by, and uh, Celacy, Ias, and Riggs, I'm going to have you guys roll constitution saves. Ias, you're going to take disadvantage. God dang it. Oh, shit. That's a 24. Nice. Celacy, you, <laughs> your stamina is up from being marooned. <laughs> <laughs> All I've been doing is sleeping, so... Right, you're like good with a little bit of action now. You said constitution? Correct. 15, believe it or not. Wow, with disadvantage, that's great. Yeah. Riggs is like, oh, I'm so fucking tired. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, Riggs is the only one, but he's taken one level of exhaustion. And this kind of repeats over one more day. All you guys make constitution saving throws again. Ias and Rory taking disadvantage. 
Yeah, so 15 and uh, higher you saved, 14 and lower you failed, and you take that first level of exhaustion. Uh, so Kaloon, you're the only one at um, first level exhaustion. And actually Riggs, even though he's going to sleep during the day, he still stays at that level of exhaustion. I'm glad to know I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. You guys make your way a good ways inland, and you're far from the ship. You haven't seen any of the velociraptors within the last four hours, but quite a bit of quite a few of them came right up to the riverbed, watching you in that last hour. If you made any sudden moves, they definitely all scattered back. And like I said, they're that undead version, so they've got kind of open, porous holes all throughout their body. Some of them have like a little bit of skull showing on the sides of their faces and like these colorful mushrooms kind of growing out of them. And instinctually, they just kind of like go back into the jungles. The sun is now setting, but there's still enough light to keep you rowing forward. And I think we're back to Rory rowing the longboat. Finally, you come across what you've been looking for, what seems like such a long time. Uh, Celestine, not so much for you because you're actually around people and it's kind of exciting now. But uh, to your left is a wall of blackened wood, nearly imperceptible with the overgrowth of vines and flowers. But once your boat starts slowing, you realize there is a gate to your left. So Rory, you're kind of slowing that pace down just to get a better look at what everything is, keeping it more still rather than going forward. Um, the gate is just barely hanging on to its hinges. Uh, it's, it's also still, that, that gate is very covered by brush, foliage, vines, and, and a few of those flowers as well. Uh, where there used to be a bridge that connected the gate to the northern end of the river, there are just a few posts leading directly to the gate. But to your right is half of the bridge. So it looks like half of it is washed away, the one connected to the gate, and then the other half that connects to the northern end of the island is still intact, though very, very rustic. Riggs kind of looks it over and... Given his observation, he's like, might be best to duck on the actual bridge and try to make it over those posts. Why do you say that? The current is much less fierce where the bridge is still intact. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. All right, well, let's anchor down. All right, do we see any of those velociraptors anywhere near here? Uh, give me a perception check, Rory. Uh, Fifteen. You do not see any at the moment. Probably. I don't see any of those velociraptors around here. That at the moment? probably fine then. Uh, probably. Uh, are we close to the old Fort Ruins? You're right up on it. Okay. That's what I just described. Okay. I say, uh, if you all give me just one hour, um, or as the gnomes would say, uh, uno mesa, then I can make us a shelter that we can retreat back to that those velociraptors cannot get into. Are we talking about the return of a tiny hut? Aye, indeed. Uh, an hour is a long time to just stay camped out here if we're being hunted by velociraptors. Yeah, but it's just fake hours, so like we're just, we'll just say <laughs> that it happens. Yeah, we'll just be fake eaten. <laughs> yeah, what do I know? Well, no. <laughs> Look, I can it can the spell can be interrupted if uh if we absolutely have to move, but if you guys can keep them off of me for an hour, we can have a safe place to retreat to. 
It's it's okay, Riggs. If they if they tried to eat you, it would be very fast. So don't worry about it. That's a good point. I don't like how that how that sounds. I'm okay with that. A tiny hut came in handy last time. Did anything happen while I'm casting the spell? About twenty minutes in, uh, we'll say Rory's keeping lookout. You guys see at least six of those tails pop up in the distance, and you guys are losing light pretty quickly at this point. And uh, those are beginning to move in toward you all. I'm starting to wonder if this is worth it. Maybe we should just cross. Can I talk while uh, while doing this? You can if you roll a concentration. Okay. That uh, one. I guess it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Oof, yeah. You go to talk, but you realize you're kind of losing a grip on the hut as it's being magically woven. And, uh, yeah, we'll kind of bring it back out. They're closing in. They're now within 50 feet. All right, we've got to go. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Colin. I think we should we just need to clear out of here. We should just go then, I guess. All right, let's, let's go. All right, I, I stop casting and say, ah. Are we just going to run all throughout the night? We need some place to stay. Now, we've got the ship, I guess, to get back to, and downstream we can go faster if we need to make a quick getaway. I can stay out here and maybe use my bombs to, to keep them uh, away. Uh, that's all I can do to help. The fort's right here. We can get in there. Yeah, are, are, isn't the gate to the fort, like, right there? Yeah, it is, uh, but they're also 50 feet away, and, well, <laughs> now they're, like... 30 to 20 feet away. And I, Let's just go. Let's, we got to go now. And I start le- All right. I start leaping from pillar to pillar. All right. Everyone give me acrobatic checks. 20. 29. Ooh. 16. Uh, I got a 14. Nice. So then I use the inspiration and I got a 21. Perfect. So you all make it across... Telnius uh, kind of wavers a little bit and Rig sees that. He was kind of waiting for last and he's... He's got like a bomb in one hand ready to 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 toss it and but he also sees Telnius kind of tipping backwards from the ledge and he takes the the ramrod that he usually uses uh, and keeps equipped and he he actually is able to reach out as far as his little gnome hands can reach and he helps Telnius push just a little further to get onto the platform but he kind of falls prone onto the post where he's at but the velociraptors are like right there. So he actually turns around, lights one of the bombs and throws it onto the uh, onto the later half of the bridge so that the bridge connected to the north is at least demolished and keeps the velociraptors from getting on there. But you guys still have four of these raptors. So they're gonna make their attacks. They're going after rigs right now, right? They can leap further than that. So the first two actually do go towards Riggs, and Riggs, in a reaction, is able to light a flare and kind of wave it towards his face, and two of them land in the waters, and he's like, oh, shit, oh, shit! He's just, like, quickly reacting to everything happening. So two of the velociraptors just wash away. The other two land right beside that would be Telnius, but they go, the first one bites the largest of the crew, which is actually Aias. Wait, I thought I jumped across the... Yeah, they leapt across as well. Oh, shit. They have, they can leap that distance. So it leaps standing from the bridge to your guys' landing and gives a bite, and you're going to take nine points of damage, Aias. Ouch. 
but you guys all have reaction around him. Oh, well, I swing my my uh, hammer. My Go for it. Thessal's great. Swing with uh, swing with advantage. Boom. So that would be si- uh, 16. Nice, that hits. Cool. So they take uh, 11 points of damage. Nice. The neck just kind of collapses under the weight. The second one lands. It's actually going to bite at Celesee. And you are... <laughs> what's your AC real quick? Not very much. It's 11. 11. That's <gasps> right. And oh, you're, I rolled a 1 on the damage, so that's actually going to be 4 points of damage for Celesee. Um, but I will allow a reaction from anyone who is not Telnius. Can I do a shocking grasp if it's biting me currently? Yeah. Yeah, you may. Since you're closest, I'll let you do that. I got a 12. Not great. I'm also being bitten. Ooh, man. Yeah, you go to, to reach out, and it just kind of, like, nudges you with its head a little bit further back, uh, knocking you off balance. So you just barely miss as your hand lights up. I think, Kaloon, you were the next one to say that you wanted to do an attack, so I'll give you a chance. Sure. So I attack the one that's attacking Celesee uh, with uh, Gylek. Oh, and that's a nat 20. Nice. Oh, perfect. Oh. <laughs> All your damage. And remember, we've changed how we do crit attacks. Mm-hmm. The first die is always the max, so you're just rolling again to add to that max damage. <laughs> so that is a... Uh, 25 points of damage. Wow. This thing, you literally... Describe how you destroy it, because you really just destroy So it. I jump up beside and spin Gylek around my body and bring the blade up from underneath the raptor's neck and slice its head off from the bottom to the top. Ooh, nice. I love it. And uh, weird, like weird porous ooze just kind of like comes out it's not blood but it's like this colorful mixture of uh you know there's a little bit of powder it doesn't explode out but it definitely like seeps from these wounds uh where it you know the blight infection had had destroyed what was living once huh a tiny hut would be good right about now wouldn't it (laughs) yeah but it'd be over there (laughs) yeah go ahead and make one So you guys are there with the gate in front, and it looks like some of the raptors are beginning to leap from where Riggs's bomb went off, and they're leaping onto the secondary part of the of the bridge. Riggs is able to take out from his satchel a flintlock pistol, and he begins to load it, and he says, Guys, get in there. Go. I'll hold them off. I go. I go. Uh, yeah, I go. Yeah. Wait, does it seem like he's he's trying to sacrifice himself? I've got enough ammunition, and he pulls out a second lock pistol. <laughs> I'm armed to the T, baby. You guys get in there. Okay. I go. All right. So when you go to shove this gate, Ayas, give me a strength check with advantage because Kalun is helping you. Okay. 23. Nice. Yeah. So you bust open the door, and it actually kind of comes off its hinges a little bit more, not enough to just fall completely down. But at this point, the vines that were covering the front of it, they all kind of slide down, revealing this silvery antler symbol. And it kind of connects, like looks very similar 
to the antler of the brooch on Auntie Thesla's, uh the pendant that he has. It also, you're remembering Brother Gruck and how he said that he had a symbol on his black robes. It's now coming to mind. This is the symbol that you have seen once before, met uh, quite a while ago. You guys are getting in and maybe slamming it shut. And the last thing you see is just velociraptor after velociraptor being shot in midair. And he's also got that, um, Riggs has also got that flare lit. And it seems like a lot of them are hesitating to go while he's got the flare lit. But that's kind of the last image you get as you shut the gate door behind you. And I slam up against the gate like, Riggs, no, he'll be okay. I have faith. Well, you know what they say about having faith. If you have faith in something, it's true. Hey, that is what they say. That's right. (laughs) That's what they say. You seem to be in the very center of what used to be a very strange monastic community. Inside of this compound, there are tall, dilapidated structures that seem to loom over you. There are vines hanging from the rooftops, and much of the courtyard is covered with debris and refuse. Broken pottery, rope bridges that used to connect the higher level structures, and even one rope bridge still remains about uh, 30 feet above you. It's about 20 feet further into the compound, though. As you guys are kind of looking around, why don't you give me perception checks? Everybody? Yeah, everyone that's inside the compound. Twenty-two. I don't know about you. Seventeen. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Wow. Anyone over twenty, you're able to see way beyond the main courtyard of this compound. There seems to be some type of iron gate uh, at the very end of it. And beyond it... Especially the ones who got over 20, I believe, Celesi and who else? Uh, me and Ias. No. I oh, no, it. me and Telnius. That's right, because I got 22 and Telnius only had 21, so I got more than Telnius. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you three are able to see the very tall branches of a very menacing tree sticking up from behind this iron gate. You, you see on the branches a few of those very colorful flowers, um, but there aren't any leaves and vines around it. But you And you can tell it's dark within this compound. There's a canopy of, of foliage over top, but it seems almost like the bark is black. At the same time, though, out of the shadows, a medium-sized bipedal creature begins to kind of walk toward you all, slowly coming out of the shadows. It seems to be a half-orc wearing the same robes that Brother Gruck once wore, the same antler symbol on the black robes. It's a silver antler. It begins to kind of walk toward you in a somewhat unnerving way. Uh, I call out, uh, Gruck? And when it gets closer, and there's no moonlight, but the sun's going down, 
you can kind of hear the voice begin to murmur. It is not uh, human-like. It is of no language you've heard. And it grabs its torso, and it rips the shirt it is wearing open. But along with the shirt that it is wearing, it seems to also grab its skin as it splits down from the chest to the stomach, and it reveals a torso full of porous mushrooms. They then explode in a pink cloud. So I need all of you to give me constitution saving throws. I don't think that's correct. 20. Nice. 21. Uh, 21. Yeah, so this pink cloud seems to shoot out in a 15-foot cone, kind of over overtaking all of you. Your sight is slightly obstructed for a moment, but when the air clears, you see that half-orc rushing toward you. You also see two more coming out of the shadows to your right, and one on the rope bridge above you. Roll initiative. We're going to have Rory go first. So I'm going to try and roll out of the cone of poison and then shoot it with my gun. Nice. Uh, Give me a roll with proficiency and add your dexterity. Which, oh, and you currently have the uh, special bullet loaded, right? I was going to say he has a bullet loaded. I don't know if he knows which one. Okay, so I fire my gun at it. I'm aiming for its throat and I uh, deal 13 points of damage. 20 points of damage total. Because of the magic missile? Yeah, with the magic missile activated. Nice. So as you roll and get up to a knee and take this shot, fiery explosion of smoke and gunpowder as this bullet rips through the air. Zoom into the bullet, sees these tiny missiles forming and surrounding it as all three of the missiles leap off and surround and just pelt this half-orc, and it takes the shot through the center of the chest and all three magic missiles, and the body just falls apart like a rag doll. And as a bonus action, I'm going to reload another bullet. Nice. Uh, roll a d10 once more. Actually, wait. There's only four left. Roll a d8. Three. Okay. I don't know how firearms work. I normally get two attacks, but I don't know if... Do I have time to do two attacks? Did your move action, your bonus, you still have one more attack, so go for it. Okay, so I'm going to point up at the... There's a one on a rope bridge above us, right? Correct. I'm going to try to destroy the rope bridge it's on. When you pull the trigger, this bullet automatically misfires, and your gun is backed up, Ugh. unfortunately. Okay. And my turn. And now my turn is over. That must have been one of my special bullets. <laughs> <laughs> How many are left? Three. There's two to the right and one up on the rope bridge. Okay, so the two to the right, I take out one of my sets of ball bearings and throw them at their feet to try to trip them up. And then then for my second attack, I throw one of my daggers and try to hit one in the face. Nice. Go ahead and roll. 13 for the dagger. 13 is their AC, so you hit. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. Five points of damage. Nice. It's still up, still meandering, but your dart is sticking out of the eye. It doesn't seem to react. Okay. Do they trip on the ball bearings? Uh, they have not moved yet. Oh, okay. They will They will on their cool. turn. 
Uh, which it is their turn, unless you have anything more to do, Colin. Uh, oh, I say, uh, and I give Celesi, uh a bardic inspiration. Nice. Thanks. So we're now going to go to the Blight uh, half-orcs, and they're going to make dexterity checks against those ball bearings. They still continue forward. They're going to take a d4 of damage as they walk across, so each of them take two. They're going to kind of rip their chest open, revealing that fungal overgrowth within their within their torsos. So everyone except Rory, who has rolled away, give me two separate constitution saving throws. I'm sorry, this time it is an orange explosion, and it's a wisdom saving throw. So add your wisdom instead. Cool. So then 15 and 20. Nice. My, uh, Telnia saves from both of them. You're coughing, you're you're heaving, but um, you're you're not taking any effect from these. My first one was 18, and my second was 13. Damn. Uh, you. It comes really close with the second. Like the first hit, you're like quickly batting away any of the spores, and then the second one, you do take a little bit of a breath in, but it doesn't seem to affect you. Anyone else? Uh, 19 and 13. So I, I guess I'm good. Uh, same exact thing. Yeah, you get you've built up a little bit of an immunity because you've been exposed to this before. So uh, Cassie, would you roll? A 16 and a 19. Wow. <laughs> wow. Damn. You guys are resilient. Kicking coronavirus in the ass. <laughs> So they're 15 feet closer, so they're now 15 feet away. The one on the rope bridge is literally just going to lean forward and fall. It just salmon style falls all the way to the ground in front of you. <laughs> That's Ice's move. Or Tony's move. <laughs> <laughs> he stole it. He's an avid listener, actually. But um, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to talk to him about it because as soon as he lands, his entire body explodes in a cloud of pink and orange. So give me one constitution save. Give me one wisdom save. So constitution, 22. Wisdom, 7. Ooh. Oh, dang. 13 constitution and 12 on wisdom. I rolled 14 first and 9 second. I rolled a 20 on the constitution and a 13 on the wisdom. Very close, but you saved on both. Nice. And so it looks like Ayas, Telnius, and Kaloon, you begin having a collective hallucination. <gasps> you are currently incapacitated <gasps> for a minute, but what you see around you are hordes and hordes of little scuttles. <gasps> and they are running toward you with knives in their hands. And they're going, hey, you must die, you must die. <laughs> this was weird. And you guys, <laughs> you guys begin freaking the fuck out. <gasps> yeah, we did. Tell Tell I'm, I uh, just cover my eyes and like, fall down <laughs> just like fall on the floor uh in terror i start slashing away just like a little just like right out in front of me and i'm doing like helicopter spins yeah i mean i guess do we have to wait for our turns to come back around before we do an action um well that was the last one and uh so oh, okay. you guys are currently out of battle so who wasn't affected again celacy rory and Colin? No, Colin I, I was, was affected, and I'm now casting Thunder Wave to try to get all these scutt scuttles <laughs> away from me. <laughs> oh, damn. I was affected on the wisdom part. 
Yep, that's that's why you all are having the same hallucination because you all failed the wisdom. So I will have everyone make uh, Constitution saving throws against his thunder wave. It'll be, what you're no, looking I, for is 15. No, I'm I'm failing. Yeah, because I'm like laying on the ground. So yeah, actually, Is you wouldn't get a saving throw because you're hallucinating at the moment. Oh yeah, I'm spinning in circles. So you both take 11 damage and are knocked and are knocked 15 feet back. Rory, how'd you do? Uh, I succeeded. And uh, Celesty? I did not pass. Ooh, so you take, what was it, uh, 10? 11. 11 points of damage, and you're knocked back 15 feet. But given another, let's see how long it lasts. Do I know who hurt me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you and Telnius are completely incapacitated in terms of your mental and, and visual. You're hallucinating. We'll say another round goes by, so everyone give me one more wisdom saving throw. Who's hallucinating? Oh, okay. Uh, Celesi and Rory, are you guys going to do anything to help them? Um, yeah, I'm going to go try. Who who seems to be affected the most by it? Kowloon's the one who's been affected the most and has done the most damage to everyone. Yeah. So he's still kind of raging, like his fists are in the air, casting Thunder Wave. Yeah. So I'm going to go over and try and grapple Kowloon. Friendly grapple. Yeah, and I, roll, I rolled an 8 on my wisdom. Kalun, you continue hallucinating, but you're currently grappled. And Ias, you said you rolled a 13? 17. Ooh, nice. And Talnius, what'd you roll? A uh, 13. Yours was a 13. So for a, a brief moment, you finally get some clarity. You no longer see Scuttles, Talnius, and Ias. And you come to, and Ias, you've completely demolished a, like, a, a, a wooden post that used to be holding up a, a structure you've just like dug Vanessa into it tell me as you're just lying on the ground and you look over Kaloon is still having this hallucination I laugh <laughs> <laughs> I put my foot on the post and I'm just trying to yank Vanessa free well I mean I guess I'm gonna cast thunder wave again what do I see the scuttles are now all collected together to make a mecha scuttles <laughs> made up of tiny scuttles. So little goblin uh, creatures are all collecting together to make one giant goblin creature. And they're like, Kaloon, we know what you did. Oh. And it's it's like its eyes are, you know, the mecha uh, scuttles, its eyes are burning blue coming after you. Oh, yikes. Trauma. Oh man! All right. Well, anyone within a ten foot radius, I guess, go ahead and make another Constitution save. <laughs> oh, nice! I'm uh, you blew me yeah, fifteen same. feet away. So, <laughs> well, I'm trying to I'm trying to hold Kaloon down. Uh huh. So that how, wouldn't that... keep him from casting a spell, though. So I'm imagining I'm on his back. Would that affect me? Oh yeah. So roll a Constitution save. Yeah, it emanates from me. Uh, also, Micah, I'll say again. All my spells are verbal. I don't. I don't get it. Is this no, a joke? Re- remember how you've also shut other people down who tried to cast verbal spells? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Meta game. Uh, okay, so uh, Rory, what'd you get? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Nice. Dang. So you save. You take another five. Well, oh, wait. Uh, roll I rolled a thirteen time? this time, so you take six points of damage. All right. Anyone? Uh, and so we'll say we'll give Kalud one more wisdom saving throw. And anyone want to try to help him with anything before he has to? Yeah, I call out to Colin or to Kaloon. Kaloon, what the hell are you doing? They're not real. Uh, does that give me anything? Nope. <laughs> okay, then I rolled a four. Cool, 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 cool. So you're still hallucinating. <laughs> sure am. And I'm gonna uh, try and cover his mouth. 
Okay, cool. So you rush up, you automatically grapple him, you get your hand over his mouth. Uh, this time Scuttle, Scuttles is like lifting your body with the Mecha Scuttles and bringing you towards his mouth. And he's like, who's the fancy feast now? <laughs> <laughs> and as Scuttles is uh, attempting to eat you, it's actually coming to the point where the effects of this will wear off. So as you go into darkness and give your last scream... Your mouth is uh, muzzled by Rory. Uh, you finally wake up with all your friends around you being thunderwoven. Mm. <laughs> Are you gagged? Are you gagged? <laughs> yeah, Rory's got his hand over my mouth. <laughs> Rory, you see that his eyes have cleared up from the bloodshot red. I see his eyes from behind. Mm. Yeah, you're like you're climbing up, looking at. Oh, okay, mm. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I release Colin's mouth. Oh. Rory, what happened to Scuttles? There's no Scuttles here, Colin. You got drugged by the things, and then you shockwaved us all. Oh, well, um... Many times. Uh, are, are you okay? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to be fine, but how, how are you feeling? Are you over it? I, uh, I think so. I, I do not see Scuttles anymore, um, while they're talking, Celesee, I'm going to give you a perception check. That's a 15. 15, that's enough. You see in the mangled pieces of that half-orc that had just dropped in front of you and, and burst open, you see a copper key that was on a, uh, a rope. And, it, and it, from your perception check earlier, you can tell that this most likely goes to that iron gate that leads further into the compound. I'm going to fish it out, but I'm going to cover my hand with some tattered part of my skirt first. Uh Uh-huh. And then pull it out from the mess that was that orc. Oh, perfect. Are you attempting a sleight of hand or you're just you're doing this in front of everyone without covering it? Mm, I'll do this in front of everyone. You guys watch as uh, Celesee kind of like wordlessly goes over to this pile. She covers her hand, but does manage to get the key out, brush it off, and it is no longer you know, covered with this orange spore cloud. Does that covering help at all? Well, I hope so. Yeah, you don't feel any effects from it. I wouldn't recommend licking it. Yeah. Roy puts his tongue back in his mouth. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Buzzkill. Kaloon's already sprinkled it over his cereal. <laughs> I walk over to Kaloon and I'm like, I saw him too. It was so real. Oh, I know, right? They were so freaky. They were real. Right, they I were saw so real. It seemed so real. I know. And when they Voltroned at the end there, that was terrifying. I didn't get to that part. Oh. No, I didn't oh, see okay. the Voltron part. Man, you're lucky. That sounds terrifying. Okay, so what are we going to do now? Well, we got to press forward, right? Let's keep going and look for this. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast mass healing word. I like that. So, oh, everybody, everybody's gonna just go ahead and take. Um, yeah, since we're out of battle, um, you would just thirty take points of health. F- four plus my spell casting ability modifier. Four, so eight points of health. Everyone gets eight points Times. of health. Nice. <laughs> Times. Rory, you're currently out of battle if you want to try and um, 
clean out your rifle. I do that. And let's see, you had four. You're down to three. So if you want to reload it, I'll just have you roll a d6 with the bullets. That's a one. All right. You do not know which of the bullets you have loaded next, but you have cleaned out the muzzle and you have reloaded a bullet. Well, do we have any idea of where to go from here? Celacy swings the key around her finger. We've got a gate. Well, unless you want to go back to the raptors. No, 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 that's fine. Let's do what you said. I don't know. The raptors might be fun. Ah, yeah. Nah, let's go for the gate. Yeah, let's head to the gate. I I wouldn't (laughs) want to ruin Griggs' fun. All right, so you all walk up to the iron gate. Um, For my spellcasters, I'll just save some time and let you know there's no kind of, there's no magic or eeriness coming from, coming from the gate that is arcane. Uh, Roy, your trap sense doesn't, seem to come off it just looks like a uh, an iron gate that leads to a more secluded part of the compound um so Celesi, do you go ahead and put you can't quite see through the bars they're really thick but again like i said you saw the branches of the tree from further back yeah let's just give it a whirl Okay, so you insert the key, turn it, and the gate pops open. It's rather rusted, and you have to pull it a couple of times. Uh, but finally, it scrapes against the stone ground. Some of the vines that were on it actually kind of wilt back away from the gate being opened. And you begin to step inside and see this. The inner compound is a circle. Within it, to your left and right, are two simple huts. At the center of the circle is a tree. It is a blighted tree that is completely black from the roots to its trunk to its branches. But upon the branches grow the pink-purple flowers with bright orange centers. At the trunk is a frightening image. Grafted into the bark is the outline of a horrified person. They are gripping their chest where a unique branch protrudes from the heart. The branch is withered but not blackened like the rest of the tree, and it seems to have long dagger-like leaves hanging from it, although they have withered into unlife as well, showing no color other than like brown uh, decay. The, the image of the person within the trunk is very much like Han Solo, you know, frozen in carbon. Uh, it's, the skin is completely covered. I want to walk up and uh, analyze the dagger-like leaves. When you get 10 feet away and are beginning to reach out your hand, I will give you a quick investigation check or perception, whichever you have higher of. 17. Nice. Ayas, this looks very similar to a deadened branch of an elder tree. Hmm. This is peculiar. Ooh. Or an ombarant, as the elves of the sandalwood would call it. At this point, though, you hear that same... As a body walks out from one of the huts. It is not walking as slowly as the past half-orcs, but it too is a half-orc. The left eye is actually one of these bright 
flowers. Hanging around its neck is a twine necklace with a silver amulet at its chest. It is wearing the same robes as the rest of them, but this guy is probably a foot taller and... Although it does have the mushrooms kind of grown into the skin and at the neck and a few on its bald head, uh, it doesn't seem as overtaken to plant form as the rest of its uh, compatriots. And we're just going to keep the same. Actually, let's go ahead and roll a niche. Fuck it. Yeah, (laughs) let's roll a niche. Fuck it, let's party. Fuck it. 11. Nice. Going last again, (laughs) probably. Uh, 22. Nine. Five. All right, sweet. So let's go ahead and jump in. Call Un, you've just walked, you all have just walked through this gate. So 15 feet away is this monk. I'm just going to go ahead and say it is, as described in the journals, Abbot uh, Talk. And there is the tree, which is 30 feet away in front of you. So I'm going to say and give myself bardic inspiration, run up to him and just attack him twice with Gallic. Nice. Give me those hits. Baby. Oh, wow. Today's a great day for me. Uh, 20 on my first one. Uh, natural 20. Critical hits. Oh, crit. Ah. Critical Oh, wait. Let's do 10. So that would be uh, 24. Four points of damage on the first one. Oh, gosh. Nice. Ouchie that was sharp. Wawa. That was very sharp. Sorry, my whistle. Well, I, <laughs> I meant to aim it further away from the microphone. Uh, and let's see. That's a 12 to hit, but I'm actually going to go ahead and apply my Bardic Inspiration. Ah, okay. And make it an 18 to hit. That hits now. All right. And that will only be nine points of damage on the second hit. Okay, cool. So that would be 33 points total. Yep. So he is going to... Attack Rory. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the hits, and very similar to the other guys, it looks like they do take damage, but it doesn't seem like they feel pain uh, from your attack. So, yes, your first Gylock cut, like, cut across his chest... Uh, not hitting the amulet, but yeah, it, and you can just see the pores of the mushrooms growing beneath the, the shroud of his robes. And he kind of just collects himself, closes his eyes, and brings his fist together in front of you. And he just like, doof, like just gives you one quick punch to the gut. Oh, maybe. And that's going to be uh, 25 to hit. <laughs> Sorry, my AC is a 36. (laughs) If only. And you're going to take 14 points of damage, and you're going to need to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, is this a stunning blow? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, 12. Okay, so you are now stunned for one round, which means you're incapacitated. He's then going to, let's see, he's got 40 feet of movement, so he's going to run back the 10 feet run up the wall of the hut behind him and then launch over and land directly in the middle of all of you and he's going to make an acrobatics yeah that is a 23 acrobatics he just lands right in the middle of the group at the iron bars and he ends his turn there well it's convenient (laughs) and next we're going to go to Ayas you're at the tree he's now 30 feet away from you with the rest of the group 
Nice. So I've learned my lesson, and I pull out my elder tree bow with my elder tree arrows. And I knock one, and I pull back, and I aim right for the bottom of his neck. And I fire my first attack. Hold. Hold. Hold for applause. Hold. There it goes. Ooh. Okay. So that's 18 for the first attack. Yep, you hit. Your arrow goes straight into the neck of this guy, right into the back of the neck. So he he then also turns around, uh, making eyes at you. Well, one eye, which is blanched white, and then the other one, which is filled with the open flower. That's great. That was 10 points of damage for the first attack. And then I knock another one, and I just fire away with the... Okay. And I hit again. Well, before you hit, he um, uh, he's going to add three to his AC against this attack. Oh. So go go ahead, and what was your total? Okay, um, 20. Uh, oh, you still hit, you bugger. <laughs> so he, he puts up his hand to stop the arrow, but it goes through and, like, goes into the side of his face. Nice. How much damage did you do? Eight on the second attack. Perfect. You guys are making quick work of him. Well, next, are you done, uh, Ayas? Actually, I'll take a uh, second win and gain 10 points of health. Rory, we're going to go to you. All right. So I am going to try and roll away from the center of the action. And okay. Give me an acrobatics away from him to not take attack of opportunity. Okay. That's going to be a 16. He's going to actually land one quick blow with his foot. He doesn't even look down. He just kind of senses you rolling away. You're going to take 10 points of damage, Rory. Okay. Um, so as I like kind of skid away from him after taking that blow, I'm going to pop up on my knee and fire my gun at his head. When you pull the trigger the second time... <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, it's my special one. (laughs) You hear a crack of the rifle, and smoke begins to billow up from your muzzle once more. Well, you know the other ones are good. Okay, so I am just going to... I just go into a rage, and I just hurl my rifle at him as hard as I can. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great. Give me a dexterity roll uh, at disadvantage, because it's an improvised weapon. Uh, 17. Wow, his fucking AC is 17, so roll a D8 to do damage to him. Okay, seven. Nice, so you just in this, like, crazed state, like, my fucking gun, you throw the actual rifle at him, and it smacks him in the side of the face. I throw it two-handed, by the way, like, over my head. (laughs) I want to see a Civil War reenactment where that happens during the battle. They use their rifle butts all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone throw him tomahawk style, though? Everyone did at some point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and and Brad's our Civil War expert, too. Mm-hmm. He's a historian. 10 and 20. Go check out his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the facts. All right. Um, Rory, do you have anything more on your turn? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Ayas, give me a perception check. 18. Rolled a 19. Unfortunately, you don't see it coming. <gasps> and all of a sudden, one of the branches comes down and just cracks you against the skull. The tree is moving. And it is with this great just groan, the, the we- like whomping willow effect. It just comes down, cracks you against the side of the head. And you're going to take 
Uh, wait a minute. Only the Sorcerer's Stone exists in this world. I don't think the Whomping Willow was in that one. <laughs> Good point. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'll take that reference away. Okay. Thank you. And that's going to be 24 points of bludgeoning damage on the first hit. Oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, pos- positive attitudes all around. Next, a root is going to come up from below you, and that's going to be... Okay, so 18 to hit. Uh, go ahead and give me a um, dexterity check. Oh, brother. Dexterity saving throw? Correct. 22. Nice. So this... You see one of the roots at your feet begin to swirl up your foot to grab grapple you and continue up your body you're able to bring your next arrow down and just fight it off you just kind of gash it you don't do any damage to it but it it goes back into the ground nice. unfortunately though it is going to make two more attacks Mother fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see these both are 17 which hits Correct. that's going to be another 20 points of damage with the first Oh, and, <laughs> and that's going to be uh, 17 points of damage with the last one. Jesus. I got to do some quick math here. <laughs> nice. So that is the end of the tree's turn. Um, Celeste, that is now your turn. Uh, I'm going to toss some acid on this dude. He's the priest okay. that's right in front of us. Nice. Yes. Um, so you get a dex save. Perfect. Ooh, that is going to be not good for you. 24 saving throw. <laughs> well, I don't think anything happens to me. No, he, he just... simply just kind of like shadow steps out of the way. You just kind of see him. He's right in front of you. Then you shoot the acid spray. And then he's all of a sudden five feet closer well, I to hope you. Nobody was on the other side of that. Uh, we'll say no for the sake of everybody. Uh, you guys not doing a TPK tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to do on your turn, Celissi? Um, no, I think that's all I could do. Okay, he is within reach of you. I will just say that as and something that you've long desired is very close to you. In a way that I could just snatch it as he's walking by? Yes, he's that close to you. Alright, what do I roll for that, a dex? Yeah, give me a dexterity throw. If you have sleight of hand, add that. If not, just give me dexterity. You got a 13. Nice. Um, yeah, he sees your hand reaching up for it, and you see his eye go wider, and the flower kind of go wider as well at his face, and he's able to, like, just quickly bring up his forearm to block your hand from getting it. We're next going to go to Telnius. How far is Ias from the tree? He's 10 feet away. Okay, perfect. I'm going to cast Wall of Fire. (laughs) And I'm going to encircle the tree. So I create a wall of fire um, around, just completely encircling the uh, tree. Yeah, and I have to make a dex save, right? That, yeah, I mean, correct. It is a, it is okay. a tree. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I can't imagine a tree has a great dex save. No, it does not. It has at zero to whatever I roll. Nice. So DC is 17. I rolled a 16 on the die. <laughs> wow, nice. Good okay, job. So I get to do 
uh, a fuck ton of damage. <laughs> yeah, and and it um, continues every round. So five uh, d eight of fire damage um, every round. So let me just go ahead and roll five of them. I whistled away from the mic that time. Um, yeah, better. and I will say go ahead and double that damage when you roll it. Cool. So he, he, the tree takes 54 points of damage. <laughs> the tree is still up, but it is a lot of the limbs are burning. It can no longer make attacks with the branches. Cool. And you, you can hear it kind of groaning back and forth. That's, a, you know, that sound that a tree makes when it's swaying in the wind. It's groaning, but yeah. in a more menacing I definitely want to get as far away from the tree as I can <laughs> and still maintain. I, yeah. I can cast this up to 120 feet away, so oh, I'm nice. going to like you can go run through the 30 gate. feet. Yeah, I'm going to go 30 feet, still maintaining um, view of it. But cool. that tree is hella scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. It may be the center of a lot of this blight, so it is a very scary tree. Uh, we're going to go back up to the top if Tell Me Is You're Done. Yep, that's it. Okay, Kowloon, we're going to go back to you. You are stunned. Uh, we're going to go to... <laughs> it ends at the end of Tok's next turn. So uh, Abbot Tok is going to go next. He sees the tree burning, and he kind of does this freak-out moment. So Celeste, throw a kick at you. And so he's going to roll for that. Wait, wait, that's wait, hold on. Gonna be... She can add the Bardic Inspiration to her AC if she wishes. Yeah, I was planning on it. Nice. nice. Go ahead and roll that and add it now. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so he got a uh, 24 to hit. Yeah, oh. we didn't even need to bother with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> most she could have gotten was a 19. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Miso Sawi. We're going to do 5 plus 4. That's going to be 9 more points of damage coming from his kick attack. And then while he's kicked in the air, his actually he's going to roundhouse kick you across the Rude. face for trying to take his amulet. Okay, right? fair. Uh, his, his foot is super stinky. And <laughs> he, <laughs> as soon as his foot hits the uh, ground, he's going to sprint toward Rory and attempt to drop kick you. <gasps> Ooh, that's another 24 to hit. <laughs> yep, it, man. It does. And that's going to be that's going to be another ten points of damage. Okay. This is bludgeoning damage, though. So it is halved. Yep. So you take five. Oh, cool. And so that is, I think that's all that I can do. So we're going to now go to Hyas. Boom. Okay. So uh, is the medallion guy still standing? Yeah, he's right in front of Rory. Dope. I'm s- just drop kick. I am bolting to that guy with, and I and I okay. pull Vanessa. I put away my bow and I pull Vanessa straight out and I go in, just sprinting for an attack. Eighteen. That hits. Go ahead, and roll your damage. Nice. So that'll be four points of damage, two points of hot damage. So make it four hot. So that's eight total. And then do you add any strength to that? Um. Oh, yes, I do. I add two strength to that. All right. So that's going to be 10 points of damage to him total. He is not looking good, especially with some of the the mushrooms are now singed by that flame. He's put into a bit more of a chaotic state that um, 
the flower at his left eye is going to kind of like writhe uh, back a little bit and close up a bit. Good. Do I get another attack? Yeah, of awesome. course. Awesome. <clears throat> and take advantage on this one because you're now technically flanking. Sexy. All right. So that is a 23. That hits? Yeah, it does. You're right. <laughs> oh. 12 points of regular... No, 14 points of regular damage and one point of hot. And are you saying the hot is doubled? Yeah, so that's two now. So 16 total. 16 total. total. All right. Um, so right after he's drop kicked Rory, he lands uh, on a knee and uh, on his hand, he like kind of flipped up to start his next attack. And you come in swinging your sword. The first one gashes across. It didn't do as much damage, but now his full front is its just right at you. Uh, tell me how you did, uh, end this. Beautiful. I race forward and I thrust Vanessa into his back, blade facing upward, and I flip over his shoulder. And by the time I flip around, I slice his entire torso in two. And I land flicking everything clean from the blade. On Rory. Right onto on Rory. Rory. <laughs> and Rory's smile just gets even bigger. <laughs> that is beautiful. And once Abbott talk is destroyed, his body falls in a pile of that same colorful sporous, uh, uh, those just lumps of mushroom and uh, decay. Run away! Um... Nothing explodes from him. Good. Thankfully. Good. But the amulet uh, that was once worn by him begins to glow. The runes begin to glow a bright red. And the tree completely engulfs in flames at this point. You guys watch as this darkened area, I mean, with the circle of flame, had become brighter. But just imagine a bonfire as large as a small house erupts as this entire tree begins writhing and burning. Finally, the the branches go straight up and the flames all end and ash just falls. Uh, Telnius, you're still... You still got your spell up. You can choose to dispel it, but you are currently out of battle. Okay, as soon as we're out of battle, I dispel the the spell. Okay, when you dispel and the wall of flame goes away, it reveals a pile of ash. Within the pile of ash, all that remains is a uh, final human corpse with the withered elder tree branch stabbed into its heart. Um when you guys get a little closer, he's kind of got like an explorer's look about him. Uh, I want to investigate. I bet this is Brady. Yeah, when you begin to look more on his person, um, somehow preserved within him because the tree had magically engulfed in flames, there are different... There is like one last letter, something that was torn out of the journal, and it reads... Jocelyn, I do not think I'm going to make it tonight. And if my body gets somehow sent back to Westwick, I want you to know that I loved you. I loved you dearly. Signed, McEwen. Well, that was the author of the journal here. Lisa Frank. This is Lisa (laughs) Frank. (laughs) Do you guys want to investigate the huts at all? 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, give me investigation rolls. And Celeste, I'm guessing you might want to do a different type of roll. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try as safely as I can to dig through this spore mass to get the amulet out from under. Yeah, you're able to do it the same way you gained the uh, key. Do you want to do a sleight of hand this time? I can try, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Oh, that was a five. I'm basically just (laughs) grabbing it and going, yes, finally. (laughs) Um, Unless you still have inspiration. I don't. I wasted it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. So, yeah, you grab it up and you're like, finally. All right. And what'd you guys get on your investigation checks? 17. Um, 11. And what would you get? Colleen? 16. Nice. So um, call, all of you collectively actually are able to find all of the pieces of information that I had hidden about the different huts. You learned that the hut on the left had belonged to Tok and the one on the right had belonged to Brother Tick. Seems like they used to lead this in a conjoined manner until uh, Tok betrayed his brother and gained all of the power. I will simply read over what you guys have found out. So the first piece of information is that Antithesla helped found this community. He had taken half-orcs from various cult tribes back in Treyland to the Lock Islands. The cult worshipped the Blight Oak as it gave the leaders supernatural powers from their sacrifices. They kept the second outsider as an undead servant for entertainment purposes. Captain Brim Corrin recently provided a branch of an elder tree to graft into the Blight Oak with the final undead sacrifice, making it an Elder Blight Oak, which has now helped infect the entire Lock Islands through its root and vine system. Oh my god. What you also find from Tox writings is that there are a total of three Blight hubs on the Lock Islands. The first is the Blight Elder Oak, which you guys just destroyed. A second remains within Alcazar's tomb, which on your map there is a location, Alcazar's Cove. And the last is a mighty and mobile beast, the Feathered King, a T-Rex turned undead to spew blight zombies and infect the jungles remotely. A terrifying visage. We've seen him. Yeah, we've seen him. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, the worst. Uh, he seemed pretty she? cool. Just hang out sometime. <laughs> Looks like you'll have to find, uh, possibly hunt him down as he is a mobile spreading of this blight. The tribe all left with Antithesla months ago, but a chosen few half-orcs, including Abbot Tok, remain to protect this desecrated compound. The three locations must be protected, for if they are destroyed the unholy blight upon the Lock Islands would end, and with each destruction, the blight would become weaker. Antithesla would be very upset if this happened, as he's been planning this for a very long time. Mm. Mm. Well, we we definitely don't like the blight, so we, we want to destroy them. You know? Yeah, down with the blight, that's what I say. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the paradox of the situation, isn't it? Rage against the blight. <laughs> 
Cool. So you guys collect yourselves and you want to make your way back out to it looks like information is all that was here because everyone was just like undead blight creeps. So there wasn't mm-hmm. really provisions or supplies. Everything was in decay. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll make our way back out. Cool. So you make your way back out and there is just when you open the gate to rigs. <laughs> like half of the northern end of the river is like on fire Riggs is just standing shaking on one of the posts with gunpowder just all over his face his white whiskers are all singed from uh the flare from all the flintlock uh pistol shots going off and he said he's he looks up to you and says they all they all just started running away i i scared him off i scared him off uh-huh. Good yeah, job, Griggs. Of course you did, little guy. You look pretty pretty scary right now. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I need some I need some pipe weed. Light one up, Riggs. Let's do this. I'm glad you guys are okay. And he hops over to the longboat to begin uh undoing it. And already you can see a lot of the darkness of the jungle and maybe some of the sounds are beginning to brighten a bit. Um as your adventuring has brought uh, a bit of relief to this center of the jungle. I want to ask, uh, so I, I turn to um, Celacy. I say, so what, uh, what's so special about that am- amulet? Is, is it, it's not going to turn you into one of those crazy creatures, is no, it? No, I should expect not. No, I'm going to use this to get my power back. Your power? I have a god to kill, and I can't currently do it, so this will help. I'm sorry, did you say guard or god? Which one's more comforting? Um, <laughs> well, we are also in the deity killing business, so uh, just wondering if that was what you said. <laughs> yes, yes, I should think so. Ah, uh, which which one? Which My god. Oh. He's a wildling god. Wildling? He's jealous. And when I married, in a fit of rage, he took my husband from me and left me powerless. So he was the cause of your shipwreck? I don't know about that. My husband died well before the shipwreck. Oh. Oh. Wow, that guy sounds mm-hmm. like an asshole. Whoever yeah. that god is, I hope you kill him. Mm, yeah, me good too. luck. Yeah, that sounds totally chill. <laughs> uh, and Riggs is like lighting up his his uh, long pipe. You weren't listening, were you, Riggs? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was paying any attention. Um, Does your god have a name or... Maybe not. No, not one that I'm <laughs> going to speak. Oh, I see. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Then we won't tell you uh, what god we killed. Oh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was Nordy. <laughs> it was Nordy. We killed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, totally I wanted to brag about it. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> 
Wasn't his name Tinny? Well, I figure she probably wouldn't know the name Tinny, but yeah, that's what I affectionately referred to him as. Right, yes. Well, good luck in your future stuff. I mean, do you are you willing to come back to our camp? We've got plenty of resources and... Well, you currently have my coffin. Right. Ah, uh, it's true. I think I think he meant Shantytown, though. Uh, we're trying to rebuild Shantytown, so... You know, you want to come back and help, or... What's the supply situation like in Shantytown? Lots of ale. I could say that. Pretty good. They manufacture it there themselves, and it's delicious. Uh, and the most disgusting milk you've ever had in your <laughs> life. Right. Stay away from the milk. They, they do also have uh, flowers there that um, counteract the effects of these bad flowers. We call them good flowers. <laughs> Clever. We love the good flowers. <laughs> now my husband and I must be on our way. We have much to do. I see. Uh, All right. There's a, a real. Uh... There is a. Uh, there's a supply ship that's hopefully going to be arriving from Trayland in a couple of days. Perhaps you could take uh, the body back of. Oh, wait, did you guys grab the body of the explorer or the note at all? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Totally. Sure did, nice. yeah. <laughs> Definitely yep, grabbed sure that did. thing. I don't, even, I don't even know why you had to ask. Of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perhaps uh, they could be uh, heading back to, uh, to a more civilized location within a few days. Perfect. You guys row out with no trouble the velociraptors uh undead velociraptors seem to uh be paying you no mind at this point and the moon is actually lighting through the canopy and the the three days back are far more restful than the anxious three days arriving to this fort you're also going downstream so rowing is a lot easier and rory makes a, a quick work of it and you guys get back to the ship windward to help celebrate with Asher and with Cass as you guys recount the tale, making it back to Shantytown to celebrate your victory. And in the three days waiting for this, you know, supposed supply ship coming, which eventually does come, Celeste finds herself within one of the reconstructed buildings in the room that she has been staying she has just removed the lid of a coffin. She is holding the silver amulet. The red arcane runes begin to glow as she touches the clear crystal to the corpse's forehead. The corpse begins to twitch. Its blanched eyes flutter to life. Celeste smiles maniacally and says, Husband? Friend? I'm so happy to see you again. Thank you all for playing D and D with wow. me today. It was so fun. Thank you wow. guys. Oh, oh my god! Thank you, Cass. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was something that up. Was... I wanted to open that coffin. God dang it! <laughs> <laughs>
I love it. I love that you did all cards on the table at the end rather than just running away. That was perfect. Yeah, uh, fighting hasn't really been my thing, so. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Best not to. There were some pretty unlucky rolls, but um, I don't know. It sounds like we might be starting with Celeste. It may not be the last we see of her. (laughs) I love it. There's more to come, baby. (laughs) More to come as we are all stuck indoors and continue this uh, virtual adventure. I had a lot of fun today. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Cass, uh, where can folks find everything about Lovely Craftians? So you can find us basically on any of your favorite podcatchers. We're just Lovely Craftians podcast. Uh, We also have a website, lovelycraftians.com, and we're pretty active on Twitter. So take a look for us. Beautiful. Cool. And what's your uh, elevator pitch for Lovely Craftians? Uh, The real basic is that we are an all-ladies group playing Call of Cthulhu. It's kind of modified nowadays, but we all just roll sanity together and lose our minds. <laughs> and we all it's great. lose it, don't all we? Right. It's, it's beautiful. If you liked any of the horror aspect that I tried to imbue into this, uh, Cass helped build some of the locations, such as her nest, quote-unquote, back at the ship. Uh, she's brilliant. I love listening to lovely craftians. It always puts me in a good spooky mood. So I would recommend it. Love it. Thank you. I had way, way fun, way much fun. I lost my words and I had a beer. So it's like, "Mm, words aren't happening now. I had six. Yeah. I also had way much fun. That was way much fun. (laughs) Well, we had a blast playing with you guys. Thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah. Thanks for coming. This was was a lot lot of fun, guys. This was amazing. That's three missiles that it would make. Yep. Cool. Just yeah. want to make Sorry, sure. Just real quick. I just thought about this as a as a joke, but how cool would it be to imbue a, a bullet with mending and just shoot a ruined structure back into back into shape? Wow, that would right? be pretty cool. I think mending is for like small objects though, but yeah, you could like fix a window. Well, yeah, but you just get like a Gatling gun of, min- of like mending bullets. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, would it just would it do the damage of the bullet and then the yeah. mending of the spell? So it would just like cancel itself out. Well, no, because the mending <laughs> yeah. is like five feet. It's like five feet worth of stuff. Huh? Yeah. I'm just there's something here, guys. We can make money off of this. <laughs> we can be constructive instead of destructive. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. Put flowers in the Gatlin gun, but okay, not cool. the so, bad flowers. Yeah. So. <laughs>